2: Miami, 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 Miami. It feels like Miami.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the EP podcast. I'm your host, Carla Navas, and with me today we have producer and co-founder Brian Goins. Heat and five. Yeah, listen, Heat and five. Listen, before we introduce our guests and everything that's going on, uh, we we have a new shirt up. We have a shirt that's live. Uh, you can see it if you're watching on twitch.tv slash You see the shirt right there. It's Always Heat and 5. It's our new playoff edition shirt. You can get yours at shop.miamiheatbeat.com. Or if you're in chat, exclamation point merch, and you can get that. Brian, if you can throw that in chat so that people can have it readily available. So that that's our new playoff shirt. You love to see it. If you're a YouTube listener, you got to get into it. You got to get it on Twitch, man. Get it. come. We tweet the pods live uh, when we go live on Twitch, and you got to join. Also. Well, let's introduce our guests uh, with us today: statistician and pun master of the Dunker Spot fame, Nikaias Duncan.
2: Hello, hello! Happy to be here.
1: Is it Heat and Five, Nikaias? You guys say yes.
2: Eh, the shirt is fantastic. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. get into we'll that. About. We'll get
1: into that. So a couple, <laughs> a couple, uh, a couple housekeeping things before we get into Heat Bucks. Uh, I want to show you guys our new emotes. So if you didn't watch Hangover Time yesterday, and you can see them on the screen here, these are our brand new twitch emotes so if you are a subscriber on twitch you have access to these now the only one that you may not is tyke which is at the top right now that's og so i want to full disclosure i thought we got six emotes we only get five and then for tier two we get one so i had to put tyke in tier two so that's for the og fans i figured that you guys might want the fuck them numbers one the alf deal with it one mr deadman drip drop and of course marcus camby you know, the classic. So these are our emotes illustrated by the great Casey Bannerman. You can follow him at Casey Bannerman. Uh, that, that's all going to be in Twitch chat and on our Twitter profile. He's amazing. Does a lot of, has done a lot of heat art, has a great Jimmy Butler print for sale, has Bam out of bio print, working, doing some cool stuff with Bam. So check that out Uh, and lots of other just general NBA stuff. So that that's what's going on. That's the general housekeeping. Uh, I, Chat's already flashing the Marcus Camby. So that, that that's what we have going on. So today I have Nikias on because uh, listen, there's nobody better in the business to talk uh, NBA. I mean, Nikias, you're like the heat guy. I mean, you you are the heat guy. You are, you are the guy that knows the most about this team. You are the most knowledgeable on this team. So had to get you on and, and also
2: your friend. So I mean,
1: <laughs> perks of being a
2: friend. I would just say, uh, first, thanks for the kind words. Second, I am not going to disrespect Cooper Moorhead like that. Oh, yeah, That's but, the man but Coop, right there.
1: listen, but Coop but, is uh, Coop Coop works for the org, so it's it's hard, you know what I mean? Coop Coop can't
3: Coop is a corporate show,
1: no, he's not a corporate show. Coop's my guy, how dare you? Coop's the best, but uh, he he's not, you know, he's he's busy doing uh, you know, team stuff, so you know, Nikias is, is right here, right at that level. You're listen, you're no better than Coop's, Coop's no better than you, both of y'all great. So a lot of talk about Nikias and I, you know, we're going to talk a lot about how the heat are going to, I guess the wind conditions for Miami Nikias. And like, I think a lot has been made of the bucks kind of switching a little more, you know, bringing Brooke up to the level. I I thought there was something interesting watching, uh, you know, the nets and bucks play, how, Brooke was really coming high on Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant pick and roll. So I really want to focus on how Miami is going to attack specifically that matchup and just in general, because for me their win condition is their offense has to be really, really good. I think that if their offense is good, they're going to have a chance because I don't, we're going to talk about the defense later in the show, but I just don't know how the defense really stands a chance here. So I kind of want to start with that. Like, do you agree with me? Like if you're, if you have to, devise wind conditions for Miami what would you say that they are
2: I would say I agree with your overall point that Miami's offense has to be really good um if we want to get a little bit more specific the first point of order for Miami offensively is to make sure that Brooke Lopez is unplayable that's that is your pressure point for Milwaukee's defense um, as you mentioned, Brooke, they, Milwaukee has been a little bit more willing to show him higher. Like, he isn't in the super D drop. He's more of a – just more of a traditional drop this year. Um, like you mentioned in the Brooklyn games, he was coming up a little bit higher, and there have been other instances throughout the season of him doing that. But he is still at his best and at his most comfortable when he is in that drop. And with him being in the drop means Miami has built-in shots, built-in places to attack. That starts with Bam Adebayo bio and Duncan Robinson. Dribble handoff, screening action, use those to make Brooke Lopez step out. That's that's going to be your first point of order. If you're able to run like some empty corner stuff, run some handoffs, and Brooke is still hanging around the paint, Duncan Robinson is going to have overlooks all the time. And if Duncan Robinson is able to cash those in, Brooke is either going to have to step up, which, again, he's been more willing to do, but isn't great at. And that might open up some slips to Bam. Duncan has gotten better at making that pass a little bit earlier, and Bam is tremendous so attacking against an advantage. You get those slips or you're just not going to have Brooke out there. And if you're not going to have Brooke out there, then I think that that also plays into Miami's hands a little bit.
1: I mean, I I kind of agree with you in in a general sense, but I do think that Miami's best chances when Brooke is playing, because if, if they go Giannis at the five, I, I don't really see how Miami has a ton of options to defend stuff like that. They'll be spread a lot better. Um, so I, I don't know how much I agree with that. I think that, I mean, obviously I agree with that. They have to really pick on Lopez and, and they're dropping really back on that dribble handoff. uh, particularly with Duncan. I think Tyler's going to have a harder time of it. It's in general, because I think he's at this point looking to drive before shoot. But I, I really think that they, if, if the Bucks counter with Giannis at the five, if Brooke becomes too unplayable and it's Giannis at the five time, I don't, they don't have a lot of solutions for that.
2: I think my counter to that would be Brooke not being on the floor. I agree. Like Giannis at the five is probably Milwaukee's best configuration. However, whoever they're replacing Brooke with is a worse player. Like Peter Tucker is not as good as Brooke Lopez. If it's Pat Connaughton, he's not as good as Brooke Lopez. If it's Bobby Portis, he's not as good as Brooke Lopez. So I think, you have a worse defender on the floor and less of an offensive threat on the floor, which should make it a little bit easier for Miami to send help elsewhere. And with Milwaukee switching more, which is a positive overall, Miami's very good at those slips. They're very good at those cuts. And with Milwaukee kind of being new to this, especially in a playoff situation, I think Miami could also get busy on some back cuts and kind of take advantage of some of those uh, screens. Maybe it's not the initial pick and roll or the initial screening action, but it's that second and third action to where Milwaukee has to think a little bit and even to that point, even if they do have clean switches, Jimmy Butler does not mind mismatch hunting, especially in the postseason. Bam out of bio, as much as we've been collectively yelling at him, to mash smaller dudes on the block, he has made progress this season. Oh, there, like he that's has an option. Become,
1: like that's something that they look for now.
2: Right. So even if it becomes that and it's Bam picking on like Pat Connaughton, like I would be, I would be okay. I, I would
1: too. Brian, did you want to get in here?
2: So,
3: how much do we make of the bubble from last year, Nikaias? in terms of like what the Heat did, both offensively and defensively, that, that gave them... Base, they basically could have won that series in four games, really, if it wasn't for Chris Middleton shooting like Kawhi. Not Kawhi, more like Kobe, that end that game. Um, I guess my question would be, like, it, is there... <sighs> Really, one of the biggest things that Miami did in that series, and I feel like helped them the most, was their defense, like building that wall on Giannis. Is that something that they can still do, or did he have to tinker with their defensive um, schemes in order to kind of recreate their magic from last year?
2: I think the scheme is going to be a little bit different this year. I think Milwaukee shifting from that five out to that four out one in style and having a guy in the dunker spot, I think that makes it a little bit more difficult to build a wall. I think from a personnel standpoint, Miami absolutely has the bodies to kind of build a similar wall to what they did last year. Maybe even an improvement just because you have more length from Trevor Ariza, but in terms of the configuration that Milwaukee runs offensively and them being more willing to go to different things and different looks, I don't think Miami will be in a position to build that wall as consistently. So I don't think it's going to be a one-to-one comparison for what we saw in the bubble. I think offensively, the plan is still going to be the same. Like if Brooks out there or if they have Bobby Forrest out there, if they're playing drop, Miami's going to have shots. And it's going to be up to Miami to make those shots. Once they switch, again, it's going to be mismatch hunting and trying to catch them catch Milwaukee mid-switching, hitting them with slips and making those passes early enough to get to the paint, force the rotations, kick out, and again, it's going to be up to Miami shooters to make them pay. So I think offensively it's going to be most of last year, most of the same plan. Defensively, they might have to do some different things just because Milwaukee is different and better.
3: I What was some of your favorite sets that Miami did on the offensive end? Because I remember seeing a lot, like towards the end of that series, they like to use Goron and Jimmy on that pick and roll kind of action. And I thought that was pretty like beneficial for them. Like obviously, Gorn had a crazy series. I mean, Jimmy was basically MVP of that series too because he's he just did everything. And even from like game one on, he was basically the catalyst for Miami, just doing everything on the defensive office. And you so mean, I just like, want
1: to draw get screening for Jimmy. Yeah,
3: there was yeah. a lot of those actions I remember seeing. I remember you talked about a lot on our uh, post game shows back then. So I'm kind of curious, is that something that you think they could still do? Is that something that you kind of want to see more of? Because I don't think I've seen a lot of it this season, but obviously Dragic hasn't been as healthy as he is kind of now. So I kind of like, I know those are things that like seem like on on film, like those are things that they went to, especially at the end of games. And I feel like that's, what's going to matter most in the series is like, and that's something that Milwaukee still hasn't really, to me, proven was, and especially in a playoff situation, like they don't really have a closer, in my opinion. Even adding Drew to their to their um, to their lineup, like they don't have a closer. Oh, what's Miami what does <laughs> I
1: don't
3: even know what I said. said a playoff situation you said A playoff what situation. situation? I a playoff playoff situation? situation. I, that was we hear, we hear.
2: <laughs> But um, I think in terms of what Miami wants to run, again, it's going to be a lot of the dribble handoffs the stuff with Duncan Robinson. I do think if Milwaukee downsizes or if they just want to switch more in general. Then I do think a lot of those inverted pick and rolls will work. If it's Goran Dragic screening for Jimmy Butler, if we get an uptick of Duncan Robinson's screening for Bam, that is something that I've liked all year oh, long, and I'm not sure why money. they don't money. I don't, I'm not sure why they don't spam that more often than they do. Yeah, but that, that, is, that is pretty nice. But well, like, maybe that, they will. No, this. I mean, this will be the time to break it out if that's what Milwaukee nope. is going to do.
1: That's not what they that's not who
2: they oh, are, wait,
3: that's that's my thing. Like, are there things that Miami could do that they didn't really show this season? But they did in the bubble. Like I felt like they did different things in the playoffs that they obviously tried to hide during the regular season.
1: I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Like, like obviously, like, there's that. tape
3: of it now. I kinda disagree. But there's with tape that. of it now from last year. So I'm you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I and mean, you, you can correct me if i I suppose Volcada does everything in the regular season, even if it's in small doses, and then sees what works and then kind of goes to it more, but I kind of think their game plan is like traditionally their game plan. Like they're not, they, they use Duncan more as a screener for bam, not typically up top, right? Sometimes more and down sometimes like he'll screen for bam coming off. Like they don't use it so traditionally, Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, they, they've done it. It's not a surprise. I don't think they'll go to it a lot. And then guard screening for Jimmy has just been really a staple of like their late game offense forever. I mean, that's just the easiest thing they can do. It's the most mistake free. You isolate actions and you keep bigs out of the play, especially, you know, Jimmy's trying to get to that pull up most of the time. So you're really keeping the bigs out of it. You have a smaller guy on him. He takes him to that little kind of mid low block and that's a turnaround jumper. That's money for him. So that's kind of where they're going to make their bones in this series. Like you get smaller guy. I know Brim Forbes is going to have a long nights, you know. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh,
3: Bryn Forbes is the DJ Augustine of the series, right?
1: Alex is scared of him. Alex keeps Alex Toledo of Locked on Heat keeps texting me how scared he is of Bryn, uh, Bryn Forbes. Forbes. I was like, I'm not, I'm not scared. Listen, the more Bryn Forbes, the better. Well, I guess not. <laughs> but if Bryn Forbes is playing a lot, that means he's probably like lighting you up. But like small guards yo. equal good.
2: Yeah, like it, with Bryn Forbes is going to be five threes a game or he's going to be utterly unplayable there's going to be no in-between with Brent Forbes. <laughs> like, just tracking his minutes are going to be... Like, the minutes are going to be one of the swings of the series, I feel like. Because if he can't play, then that's probably... Not even probably, that is Milwaukee's best movement shooter. Like, you can quibble between him and Chris Middleton as their best overall shooter. But as far as the movement shooting and kind of adding that punch off the bench, like Brent Forbes is the guy. And if he just gets flat-out hunted defensively and the shot isn't really going for him, they can't play him. And you shorten that bench in Milwaukee... It could get a little bit tight.
1: So, I mean, I, I think Miami, I, I agree with you where Miami's plan offensively is going to be very similar to last season. They have a little bit less juice, I think. But essentially, Crowder and, and Ariza are going to be used, at least on offense, really similarly. And, and I, I like how they've kind of gotten accustomed. Because if they're going to hide Lopez on Ariza, you're going to want to run handoffs with him kind of what they did to Dwight Howard and the Lakers, but whoever whoever the drop big is, that person is going to be the handoff guy. Um, right. So, I mean, that the, they, they're they going to have their built-in counters to to whatever, like, however Milwaukee wants to match up. But, I you know, Milwaukee's defense is not as good as it was last year. I know that they have more in the bag, but they're just a little more prone to mistakes. I think lately they've kind of gone more to their drop and what they're comfortable with. Uh, but I, I think the switching has largely been not good. And it's funny because that's what we kind of, like, begged them to do right all season it's like why is Bud not switching more and and it just hasn't been great and and even in those miami games where jimmy's not playing there's a lot of like botched actions even from middleton there was a tweet there was a play that i tweeted out where duncan kind of fake screens and then like middleton almost switches but not really and then duncan kind of slips between a a bam screen and, and none and then kind of middleton gets lost and it's just like stuff like that like they're not when there's too much action and miami runs a lot of shit off ball that gets mm-hmm. confusing for a team that's just, frankly, not very useful. I don't know. I mean, that'd be a question for your co-host, Steve Jones. I don't know if that's preparation from them, the coaching of of the switching or what, but like, they're not ready for stuff like that. And I think they're going to simplify it against Miami. They're going to drop and the worst comes to worse, so they're going to bring the big up higher than maybe he wants to. But I mean, Duncan's not a threat to put it on the floor. And I think Holiday especially is like a monster getting around screens and there's moments where Tyler can't shake them even off a rescreen and then, like, Brooks steps up. So I think there's going to be challenges, but I I think Milwaukee is going to largely not want to switch stuff unless it's
2: guard-guard. I could see that. Um, I guess I just kind of not worry. I think I'm less – well, I guess I'm less worried when they go small because the other part of that is, like, outside of Jimmy, like, who should Milwaukee be afraid of off the dribble? If that makes sense, so I think keeping things in front, like I don't think they're going to be super worried about that. Um, I agree that you run them through two or three or four different screens; they can get kind of tough, and that's something that I referenced earlier. But <clears throat> just mixing in those looks about what they do as a drop, like I think they should be fine defensively.
1: Do, do you mean the Bucks? Yeah, I got. I, I, What'd you say, Brian?
3: I have some breaking news for Nikias. So that's going to be very exciting for him. What's up, Nikias? Start packing your bags because the NBA Summer League is coming back to Vegas between August 8 and 17, featuring all 30 NBA teams and a championship game on August 17.
1: Do you have Hmm. your Do you have your initials on your iPhone? Yes, I do. That is so lame. Are you serious? Is this 2004? What, what? The, is that the case that. come on that's, that's so good. douchey. no you can't do that chat let brian have it give him the cambies. <laughs> give him the cambies in no, chat he can't it. yeah no we got we got to have a Camby trade in chat you can't you can't Look, have that I,
2: like that uh, let me i'm gonna stand up for brian for a moment people steal iphones like i, I think it's okay to have your initials on your iphone like i, I don't think that's a big deal
1: no, it's lame. You, exactly. can't it. you deserve to get your iPhone jacked.
2: Also, it was
3: free-duty engraving, so <laughs> might as well do it. Somebody I'll give it to okay. him. Suburban asshole. <laughs> <front of> <laughs> I'll take it. Hey, I'll take <laughs> it. Oh, my
1: goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's suburban asshole. <laughs> I'm putting it on screen. <laughs> All right, Nakayas, All right, pivoting, pivoting back to Heat Offense versus Milwaukee.
2: Um, I wait, want wait, to- wait. Nikaias, are you going to Vegas? I mean, probably. I feel like I'll be in Vegas regardless. Oh, well, the chat was saying oh, look, it's very oh, big. very
3: big news. Very big summer league news.
2: What?
1: More? That's what the chat was saying. Oh, so well, I had to look it up. I was like, "What's going on with oh, summer th- league?" Th- I think that dropped like a little earlier. That was like an hour ago. Oh, it's, it was hey. tweeted
3: 22 minutes by Shams.
1: Suburban asshole, Brian. I, I think that, I'm going to change your name from producer. That was so funny. Guys, I wanna how many 30 point games do you think Bam has had this season?
2: Um 30 point game. Six?
1: Brian, how many?
3: Wait, I wanna guess. I wanna, yeah, guess. No. I wanna guess I wanna
1: guess. I, I want you to guess.
3: Well, he definitely had he's had like two against two or three against the Nets. I'm gonna go four.
1: He's had one, which was the 40. No, that was it. That was it. The one forty point game. That's that, it. That was it. I thought he had at least
3: two of Brooklyn.
1: According to Zach Harper on one of the athletic pods that I listened to today, he's had one thirty point game. Which
3: I mean, he have in the postseason last year. I can probably look that up. So,
1: Nikai, well, That's to say, like he's not. He's just not that kind of score. That I think that's not surprising. But I, I just and I, I kind of want to lead into like what is Bam's offensive responsibility going to be in this series because we're going to get into like his defensive responsibilities uh, toward the back end of the show. But offensively, I mean, I think he has to be more than just a dribble handoff uh, <laughs> trigger, right? I do think that he's going to be important as a roller. And if Lopez is going to come up, if Duncan, D- Duncan, I think is probably Miami's biggest key, more so than Tyler or Gogi or anybody, is if Duncan is going to really make them pay on those handoffs and if they're going to run it enough, because I think last game they only ran it three times. They only ran Duncan off a dribble handoff three times against the Bucks, uh mm-hmm. via Instat. So, I mean, I, I think you want, you want that to uptick. I think you want most of, e- even if you're not shooting the ball, you know, you, you need that action, you know, in your offense to diversify it and, and to kind of make them scared a bit. But if he's really going to make them pay and kind of make Brooke come higher up to the level, that to me is where Bam really needs to make a living where he has to come. Cause I mean, whoever else on that back line, if it's Giannis or whoever, I mean, that's, if he's rolling and Giannis is is picking up a foul or trying to contest that at the rim, I mean, I think that you Miami you take that, you know what I mean, and and you want actions downhill with Giannis defending it because if if that guy's going to be in foul trouble, or if you're going to put pressure on the officials to make decisions when Bam's a you know a, a high volume free throw shooter, I, I think you like that. So for me, like, I think the pull up jumper is going to be big in the series for him, especially if they're gonna, especially if he's going to get smaller guys like like if he's like being guarded by Bobby Portis and shit like that, mm-hmm. or, or like if they're switching uh, like smaller guys on Tim, that's going to be big. But I think mostly it's going to be him as a roller.
3: So Bam only had one 30-point game in the playoffs, and that was obviously against Boston in that game six. So, yeah, we're going to need more of that Bam if they want to go far. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: I think obviously you want 30-point games if you can get them, but honestly, if he's just consistently aggressive – and decisive against whatever the coverage is for Milwaukee, like that's going to be a win for you. If it is drop, then I'm fine with him operating those handoffs to get Duncan looks. But also, if he's operating as a roller, like G said, like he's going to need to have that short, that floater is going to have to have that pull up in the bag. He has to keep those guys honest. He's going to have to be a part of. It's gonna, it's not just going to be Duncan that's going to have to force that big up. It's going to have to be Bam too being aggressive, and that opens up some pumps and drives. He gets to the line, get to the lane. That also helps open things up, but. I really want to see Bam against switches. Like, that's also going to be one of the things that swings this series. If Milwaukee does downsize, if he has a mismatch, he's going to have to match those dudes. Like, yeah, period. 100%. If he can't do that, then we don't have much to talk about.
1: They can't survive if they're going to let Milwaukee's guys switch off there. Because, I mean, like, their weakness is how deep they drop. That's, like, where you attack them on offense. And if you're not punishing a switch, right, if they're going to get away with that, then I mean mm-hmm. your offense is already stinky, right? I mean, I know that that's the the kind of the back half, the last quarter of the season, their offense looked a lot better. Um, but you know, in general, it it's it's been stinky, right? And and if if none's jumper's not, and we're gonna talk about none in a second, if his jumper's not falling, you know, and if they're switching stuff, you're you're in you're in for a horrible night. So I I he has to he has to be aggressive there. I I Nikias, I like him in isolation against Lopez. I think Lopez is like deceptively like Like a good lateral mover, like watching some, like he's really good at recovering if he gets beat and getting you from behind. He's like, his timing's impeccable. He kind of knows where to be as a defender. But I mean, if you're Bam and if you can get him on an island, like I kind of like that if he's kind of trying to get downhill and put pressure on him, he's he's just faster.
2: My, yeah, my thing was that again, it's going to be Bam being decisive because what Bam also likes to do, especially when he's isolating against guys bigger than him. He'll attack the basket, then it's like four pump fakes and trying to get him off guard. And like Brooke Lopez is generally too disciplined for that. Why are you pump so faking it, like
1: he's old? Like <laughs> he's pump faking like, like 36-year-old D-Wade.
2: Yeah, like I don't think this is gonna be the series for Bam to pull out, pull the D-Wade like that. Like if he gets Brooke showing that front foot, he has to attack that front foot. He has to go, period. You know the gift where Dwayne is like doing like the ten. Yeah, kicks? yeah. That's what one I of my imagine. favorite gifts.
0: <laughs> Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed.
1: I, is it? Is it really? It's great. I mean, it's can be in that, at least for he fans. It's, I, mean, that, I mean, it makes me laugh. Or LeBron getting hit by the Daniel ball. And the Zoe.
2: Well, the Zoe one's up. The Zoone's be in the top three.
1: Le- LeBron very happy than getting beamed in the face by a basketball is a classic. That one's really funny.
2: My top three is probably it's probably Zoe. Dennis that Dwayne Wade Pump <laughs> fake one Dennis Canby. can be. Like that that's the three.
1: Yo, flash the camby's in chat, by the way. If, if if you if you are subscribed and you have the camby, emotes, flash the chat. I was proud of that one. When I told when when I told Casey to, to camby, he was he was like, "Oh man, I love this gift." He was excited. Shout out to camby. Shout out to chat for using it. Um, it's great. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Uh, I I like Bam with the jab step. And you've mentioned this a ton. Jab steps create space. Pump fake gets bad defenders up in the air. Right? Like, and I think in general, if he's for him, I don't think the, the, it has as much utility because I think generally people are okay with him taking jumpers. I think, and and I think a lot was made of I, I forgot if it was Spo or, or somebody's comment was like you know they don't want or Bam said that Spo didn't want him to take jumpers early in his career, and I, I he said that on Duncan's podcast and Nikas, I think that was probably a little misunderstood by the fan base I I don't think that's I mean Spo is not an anti mid range coach at all I mean the big three Heat took like the most mid range shots in the league during yeah. that stretch. Right, So it's not like he's against that kind of shot, but I do think when you're a guy like Bam, if you're taking that shot, I think seven out of 10 times it's your settling when you can barrel to the rim and get something better. It should be a built-in counter to what teams are doing, not what you should be trying to get to.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a compliment, not the diet. Exactly.
1: Um, But Milwaukee drops a lot. So that, you know, and and I think, and I, I want your thoughts on this because when they played the Jazz, Bam's first couple possessions against Rudy Gobert were pull up jumper, pull up jumper, pull up jumper, pull up jumper, floater, pull up jumper. And I'm like, at the time, I liked it. I'm like, yes, attack the drop. And I'm like, wait a second. I, I don't, should you be tone setting this way? Am I, I don't know if I, that was me kind of second guessing the result because he didn't make them, but, um, I don't know if that's the way you want to open a series. I don't know if you kind of want to kind of attack, put the pressure, be physical, or if you want to, hey, listen, you're going to drop. I'm going to do this. I trust my jumper. I trust this. This is the correct process. If you're dropped, I will pull up.
2: No, I I definitely think it's a tough push and pull there, honestly, because, like, to your point, I don't know if you want that to be the table setter. Like, it's something that you want defenses to know that you will be willing to pull if necessary. But again, you want it to be a compliment, not to diet. And the other thing about that, for, for last year compared to this year, Bam is just straight up your five. So, like, if Bam does, <clears throat> I, that's just something that's for him to factor in. Because if he does start games barreling into dudes like, you know, Rudy Gobert, like you mentioned, the Utah game or it's Brooke Lopez, if he barrels in, misses a shot, hits the floor, who's protecting the rim of transition? Yeah. So, like, that's just another part of the calculus Jimmy. for, like, how often he wants to be mean yeah, like, deadman. They don't play together, so. Yeah, I was about to say, if they're on the floor at the same time, we have bigger issues.
3: <laughs> that's something that's something Spo's going to bring out. Trust me. He's going to bring hate, it out, it's it gonna no, and it's going to work. And we'll be like, it, wow, we were wrong. Guys,
1: can you, can you be my ally on this? I fucking hate when the fan base is clamoring to play two bigs, whether it's Precious and Bam or Deadman and Bam. It's like, what do you think that's going to look like? Do you think they're gonna grab every offensive rebound? Is that what you think it's gonna look? I don't. I don't understand what people want. Like, do they think it's gonna be Drummond and AD and that offense? isn't Bully good ball, anyway.
3: man. Bully ball. That's what we want.
1: That's what we need. Does that bother you what as much as it bothers get. me?
2: It as a as someone that is anal about spacing, like yes. yeah, I don't really get the arguments. Like if Dwayne Detman could shoot again, I don't know what happens to the jumper. I just don't. But if Dwayne Detman could shoot again or at least be credible from, like, the corners or whatever. Like, sure. Give oh, me a little like Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh light. Like, yeah. Like, give me the two big lineup in spurts. That's fine. Like, Dwayne Devon's going to help you rebound. He's going to give you some protection. Bam's going to float around perimeter. And then offensively, you just spot up Detman, and then you let Bam do things with other players, and it's fine. But, like, since they don't have, you know, they don't have Kelly Olynyk anymore. They don't have last year's version of Myers Leonard. They don't oh, have a redacted traditional redacted like stretch. Redacted. Oh, redacted. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. They don't have redacted anymore. No. it's just, Like, it's fine. You don't have to. No, like, look at the team rebound percentage with bams on the floor. Like, it's fine. We don't have to overthink this. How
1: many teams get away with that? The Lakers do, even though it doesn't help their offense
2: because uh, now it's AD running up
1: in a corner which is like the way like you're, you're running andre drummond rolling plays and you have this guy this all nba center stashed in the corner while you watch a bad finisher try to finish in transition it's ridiculous
2: yeah i mean like there are ways to configure it right like even in that setup with the lakers if you're running a lebron ad pick and roll or whatever and they don't switch it like lebron can still penetrate and then you can still have like Anthony Davis loop around from the slot and cut and then get the catch on the move and get to the basket Sounds that like way. But like it's still
1: just to play a guy that, it, that you shouldn't be playing.
2: That is a lot of work. I mean, I guess the easy example is uh New Orleans with Zion and Steven Adams playing together. And Zion, again, is just a freaking world beater. So like he is very much the exception, not the rule.
1: And they survive because they have like the best offensive rebound rate in history. Not everyone's gonna have that.
2: Correct. But like it. Again, like if you have to, if that's the bar for you to make that work, exactly, then it's understandable that Miami is not trying to lean into that too heavily.
1: Yeah, I just I don't see that, and I'm I'm just I'm glad that somebody in chat brought it up because it, it kind of bothers me, and I, you know, you you kind of give me some.
3: Crazy I'm just ideas. speaking into existence so we can make the most use of our new dead emote. That's awesome, all, that's all dude. How,
1: how many minutes do you think
3: speaking into existence? Uh, deadman plays plays great, like Birdman in the playoffs, and then and then that deadman emote becomes our number one hit.
1: I don't think Deadman's going to play very much. Nikai, like, this is how I win. This is. I'm kind of curious as to what you think on that. Because uh, I was texting with our friend, Clutch Adam, uh, and mm-hmm. he was like, I was like, oh, my God, Deadman's going to play himself out of Miami's range. And he goes, what are you talking about? He's going to play like six, seven minutes in the playoffs because Bam's going to play a ton. And I was like, ah, you're probably right. Like, that's kind of his role,
2: right? Okay, so I have two thoughts on that. Initially, like, I... Like, I don't think he's going to have a heavy minute load because I am a little bit worried about, like, the Bobby Portis pick and pops with them at the five. And, like, Devin's been fine kind of, like, stepping out in the perimeter kind of trapping and recovering. But, like, he's also had some pretty bad um, examples of film in that area. Uh, Most notably, I want to say it was the second Chicago game when they had that two-game series, and he was just kind of all over the place. A uh, quick shout out to Steve Jones, Jr., who made sure that I knew about Deppman having those kind of lapses. Um, but also, just a quick point for Miami. There should not be, unless there is an injury or like someone picks up like 3,000 in the first quarter, there should not be a single second in which Jimmy Butler and Bam would out of buy on the bench at the same time. Oh, never. That should not happen this postseason. We're done. done. Like. But the time they that shouldn't have been happening in the regular season, but the time is definitely out for that. No. So, like, to your point, if it's going I don't know if it's gonna be as drastic as like six or seven minutes. I mean, he's already playing. He's
1: playing like eight or nine right now.
2: Okay, well then in that case, yeah, that's probably gonna be the same thing. Like he'd probably get the first, you know, they staggered. I think Jimmy, I mean, they staggered with Bam first, get him an early rest and then bring him in towards the end of the first. So maybe that's the time, like middle of the first quarter, you get Deadman in there. But yeah, I, I just don't. Uh, no, we don't have those two guys off at the same time. We don't need that.
1: Let's get into a little bit of of the bench units, and we haven't talked a lot about Ariza, but I, I don't really think there's much to say about Trevor, other than I mean, they're going to use him in the J roll uh, on offense. In particular, he's going to kind of spot up. Hopefully, people help off of him, trigger some handoffs. I mean, his cutting has been really good, but I don't, I don't think they're going to use him in any special way that's different on offense. I don't know. Before I move off of that.
2: Uh, no, nah, I probably brutal you on Yeah,
1: so let's let's get into some of the bench guys because I I really think that that's all that I think that's going to be like one of the really telling things of the series because Miami's bench has been really really good for them. Uh, pretty much since the trade deadline, and Tyler's been great. The Deadman minutes are like plus a million when Deadman's on the floor, especially with Jimmy. And I think that Spoh's done a really good job of anchoring the non-starter units. It, it's Jimmy and Deadman, and their two-man game has been absolutely incredible. And then it's 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 Kendrick, it's Bam, and it's Gora. And those mm-hmm. units have been really good on offense, and uh, we we can kind of use this to talk about none a bit too. I mean, none gets cooking, especially against second units, um, against a team like the Bucks where they're going to drop a ton. You know, that's where he's going to make his money. He's going to get to that pull up. I think he's gotten better at attacking the rim. I know that was a knock that I always had on him that he just wasn't really ever a, a rim threat. I think that's gone up a little bit, not too consistent. I still think Goron's better at him than that, but I, I, it, it's an option for him now and it wasn't before. Um, he'll get to that pull up diet whenever he wants. They're playing him and Tyler a lot together too, which I think has been good. And, and they've, I think they've synergized really nicely off the bench. And they've played a lot of three guards. Um, they have to kill Bobby Portis whenever he's on the floor. And if they run zone, so be it. Let Bobby Portis figure it out. I dare Bobby Portis to fucking solve his zone. If Bobby Portis solves his zone, fine. You can you can win those minutes. Well, I dare Bobby Portis to solve that. So like to me, like I'm I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, well. These three-guard units plus Bam, you know, Bobby Portis, that's, you know, I kind of feel like there are ways that you can carve up that defense, you know, when their best guys aren't in. And I I think that that's, like, a really good chance for them, even though they're a little smaller than maybe they want to be.
2: I would say to that point, this is why it's important to have Drew Holiday if you're Milwaukee. Because last year I would agree with you because they would just be staggering with, it would be like Bledsoe and Middleton and then three bench guys. Or something like that. Now that you have Drew, that kind of lowers the mark. Well, that raises the margin for error on that point. But I do agree with you in a general sense. Like, Milwaukee's bench defense isn't great, particularly on the interior. Like, I think that is going to be a natural point for Miami to attack.
1: They drop Bobby super so <clears> deep. <throat> that's that's actually been like watching the film. I'm like, damn, like that.
2: <laughs> Let me, uh, I, I will offer a quick correction. Milwaukee does not drop Bobby Portis <laughs> deep. Bob but- Portis. Drop. What is that? Deep. That's Bobby Portis <laughs> in Chicago. That's Bobby Portis in New York. That is just Bobby Portis. He has no concept of navigate the drop. That's so that, that, that is just what he. It does. gets hidden because so Brooke it, does it, so it just looks like it's systematic. No, that, that's just no, 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 that's no, no, funny. No, no. Bobby's just bad on defense. <laughs> which, <laughs> But it's also funny when he actually does play up higher because he just looks like a deer in the headlights when he's try, trying to turn and so recover. It's just, it's just a mess. The Nets, it's freaking it awful. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, like, mine's going to have quite a bit of fun with that, which brings us to another point for, I guess, in Milwaukee's play. Like, how often are they going to play Giannis? That's because be if important. Bobby Portis can't hang as the back... Yeah, like, if he can't hang as the backup five, even if he can't hang as the backup five, like, Giannis should be playing... 37 38 39 has buzz learned his it, lesson that's going to be key that's because a good question that's a great question that's going to be key because i think milwaukee has that's a natural what? counter they're like oh no bobby portis looks bad at defense let's just play Giannis in those minutes what was it they and were then like, like
1: him minus 20 net rating when Giannis sat in the playoffs last season and they were like plus five when he played or something like that Something or Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was the opposite. No, no, no. It was they opposite. Plus it was 20 opposite.
3: when he signed. was way better when he was on the floor. Yeah, that was, was weird.
1: Do you remember that, Nikais?
2: Yes, and I, I still don't have an answer for you. <laughs> <But>
3: <laughs> it's just regards went crazy. Like, <laughs> fucking Gento uh, made he like every three he wanted. There was like the two games point. that didn't really count for them, but hey, he still made them.
1: So, are I mean,
3: you going to miss Marvin Williams?
1: No. I think the Heat are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we are. <laughs> Listen, I, I want I want to see as much Brim Forbes as possible, and I want to see as much Pat Connaughton as possible. Like I want them to be there so much. I want to be so acquainted. This one, I hope Bud plays them more than he should.
2: No, Pat Connaughton over Wes Matthews is just a, that's a fireable offense. Like I can't believe that he made it past that. Like if I understand, Giannis getting hurt <laughs> gave <laughs> gave him a little bit of leeway for losing that series, but no, like. Connaughton over Wes Matthews as he just made Jimmy's life a a nightmare when they're on the court together to close out games with Pat Connaughton anyway just made absolutely no sense whatsoever.
3: (laughs) Is Drew going to be better of a defender on Jimmy than Wesley Matthews was? We didn't really get to see Uh, it this year obviously because Jimmy didn't play but what do you anticipate?
2: uh, I mean he's a better defender than Wes Matthews so if he gets and that sign Specifically Drew,
3: on Jimmy, on that Jimmy. But no, I think, I think he's going to have to be on him, yeah,
1: right? I think I think he's going to, because Middleton has guarded Duncan every time they've played, and I think that that makes sense for them. I don't think you want Drew running around screens like that. I think you'd just rather have Chris do it, and then... And and, and I think Drew plays really well when he plays up. I think he's really good at guarding bigger guys, and I mm-hmm. think that's the one thing that Jimmy's not going to be able to do. He's not going to be able to bully him in the post, That's Jimmy has been doing to everybody. That's been, like, low-key, like, one of the coolest developments this the season is just Jimmy mashing dudes down there.
2: About time. like uh, it, It's funny how selective he is with it, honestly. But, I mean, it's, it's a positive development. Again, like Miami, it, I would have to try to ask some of my friends with Second Spectrum Access what the numbers are with Miami against Switches this year because I feel like they've been a little bit better with it in terms of, like, the mismatch, hunting.
1: Um, I'm asking chat. Chad is Nikaias glitching for you guys? Because I mean, he looks yeah he's glitching for me. Yeah, he, he's looking he's looking rough over here. Uh, he looks good in our he looks good in our video feed. Let's uh, I'll ask chat what they think. Guys. is camped.
2: Oh, I do I'm glitching. What is going on yeah, what's here? What's going on? Huh.
1: Ah,
3: interesting. You look very cool though. You look like uh... yeah, he's
1: glitching. Yeah, Nikaias is all spazzed out. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll try to we'll try to settle that in a second. Your your camera your your mic does work, so that's good.
2: Okay, um, let me. So just turn the camera all in and
1: off for let's, let's try that. Listen, this is this is what happens when we're there. We go. Brian said he baby. sent you a text. To you. We're back, huh? Uh, Brian right. sent me a text. No, okay. I was just saying
3: Brian said in the chat that okay. he texted. you.
1: Yeah, look at that. Ah, producing on the fly, very. Uh, Sepai notes in chat says he thought it was intentional. Very avant garde. out. So th- <laughs> actually, Senpai notes is the one yesterday that gave the uh, Miami Heat movie recommendation of uh, Doc Rivers as uh, Lawrence Fishburne, which was my favorite one. It's really funny. Mask is Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was great. No, that was shout out to Tiffany Meeks. Uh, that was great. Um, Nikias Tyler Hero lit the world on fire. Been absolutely incredible since coming back from his injury. I don't know what happened to him. Um, good for him. <laughs> he's he became a dad. He's been great. I think he's a dad. I don't know. That's speculation. Oh, gonna be a dad. This series, I think Nikias is gonna be really rough for him. I think he's gonna see a lot of Drew Holiday on him, and I, I, I think in. In the games that they have played, I, I've seen Drew guard him a lot. That's just a that's a lot of arms for him for a guy that just already doesn't create separation. I think even though they're going to drop Lopez, it's just not he's not going to be able to get clean looks off with a guy like that on him. So I I kind of look at this series for him as a bit of a wash, and you just kind of gotta hope that Kendrick Nunn and Duncan really and Gore and pick up the slack because they're just gonna make his life hell.
2: Uh, I would say I think. We're going all the way back to freaking December when they had the two game series and Tyler was your point guard at that point. Miami's going with that experiment. But I do think those reps and just the reps that he's gotten this season, I think that should help him. Like, I don't think it's completely hopeless for him. I do agree with you that it's probably going to be a tough series for him because Milwaukee just has the kind of defenders that can get into his jersey and we'll see how he navigates that. But like, it's not like he's going to be thrown to the Wolves or it's not like this is something new for him. Like, he's faced Drew already he kind of has the cadence there like he is Well, they put good. pj
3: they put pj tucker on him a lot the last game
2: yeah like that's that, that was interesting that is interesting uh that's really thing that stupid Jones- uh, what, what is-
1: the fuck is bud thinking that's like i mean you're just misusing pj tucker in an offensive way I, I i don't think that's gonna happen i mean you the last thing you want is for that old guy to run around a thousand screens the way that miami runs their shooters off their movement shooters it it's just it's just ridiculous like he's gonna i think he'll spend time on jimmy um he's there to guard power wings and he'll probably spend some time on bam um but i think putting him on a shooter that moves a ton is just like if that's what they do in the playoffs but it's going to get fired that's just absolutely <laughs> true. I, this may be clipped and i may look like an idiot later but i mean i don't know i saw that and i was like what are you doing <laughs> fucking
2: I feel that. But no, like, I do think just in a vacuum, Tyler is a good pick and roll scorer. Not ready to call him a good pick and roll player yet, but he has made some steps. So he is a good pick and roll scorer. Was Even if he 1.
1: does. 1.14 per points per possession before, like, he like got hurt the first time. So before, like, when everybody was out with COVID and it was the Tyler Hero show, you know, up to that point, it was 1.14 points per possession on pick and roll. That, that's a fucking elite pick and roll player right there. So with that, and that's without a three point shot he was not shooting yeah the like
2: yeah three ball was going like the mid-range game was flowing for him like he's gotten a little very just getting the high screen snaking it to the elbows and going into the full up like he's very good at that so i would watch that with the second unit in particular when you have bobby portis dropping so at that point i don't know if it matters who's defending him at that point if it drew with the hybrid second unit or whatever if he's able to run the guy to a screen he's gonna have a natural pocket to shoot into so i do think there are going to be some shots available to him
1: uh, karmic beat in chat says, Don't mention old guys in front of Nikai's. He gets hashtag big mad. Come on, why is that your thing now? What happened? That's our I, that's me too, <laughs> though. We both we both hate on old players. We don't like wash bigs. You and I don't like that.
2: Like, it's turned into wash bigs for me, but really, it's just I don't like bigs that are bad at defense. It doesn't matter if they're young or old. That's that's normally old bigs, though. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but like, it's it's not an old thing, it's like be good at defense. Like I love Mark the Soul for example.
1: Mark, but Mark's like still it, good. I don't know. I don't think Drummond should be playing over him, but that's that's a t- tough. That's a whole another. That's a whole another yeah. conversation. Which tonight, uh, in, what is it? In in at ten o'clock, they, they the Warriors Lakers tip off. It's gonna be fun as all hell. Yes. All right, real quick because we haven't talked a lot about the defense, and we've we've kind of oh, real quick on Kendrick Nunn. I mean, kind of somebody in chat said that like you know what what Tyler was in the Boston series, Kendrick could have in this series. I don't know if you wanted to get anything. And I, I think it's his kind of objective is going to be pretty cut and dry, you know, attack the drop, yeah. Um, you know, get to your spots attack, you know,
2: that's, yeah, I don't think there's anything special with him. Like you, he's going to be your higher gun on offense. Like get a screen snake, knock down pull-ups, yeah. knock down a floater. If you need it, that's really going to be it. Like, a, <clears throat> like he's improved a little bit defensively. So I'm less worried about him there, but if Milwaukee hits to miss Matt hunting, he is probably going to be the smallest guy on the court. So I guess that's something to track it to, but yeah, I don't think there's anything special to talk about with none in that regard. Like he's been good for this heat team. He's been, <clears throat> like he's been their best guard this year.
1: He's been their most consistent so, for sure.
2: Yeah. So like, it's just do continue to do what he's been doing. Like that doesn't, that isn't any fancy preview breakdown talk, but that's kind of the case for none.
1: Okay. Last guy on offense that we haven't talked about yet. And we're going to talk about the defense for a little bit. Cause I think we've hammered that home a ton here on heat beat, but uh, Marco and Chad is asking any thoughts on Iggy. I mean, he's been asking all this whole show. Marco's out here asking about Iggy. Um, Andre. Probably. I, I think that maybe his importance in the series is going to be a little overstated. I don't, he's, I think this year, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's been better as an on-ball guy than an off-ball guy. And I think on-ball, he's not really going to have a lot of chances. He may see time against Drew. I don't like him against Giannis. He's, you know, I think you like him on power wings, but Giannis is a little bit too big for him. You know, LeBron's a little different and Kawhi's a little different. And, and But, like, Giannis is so long. It's almost like Siakam, mm-hmm. which I don't like that matchup for Andre either. Just like those very lanky, huge bigs that can just really shoot over him and. I think Andre kind of Andre has a lot of arm and he really loses that advantage there. On offense, he really hurts their spacing. I think that that's been said the whole season. I think he's good as a cutter and as a passer, but in general like I think this is a low minute series for him. I think he'll probably be more important if they play like a I think against the Nets, you know, he he has a lot more utility because of all mm-hmm. the wings that they have, but again in this series I don't I don't really think because I I've, I really think that offense is going to be the priority for them, and that's their win condition to have a good offense. So I don't I don't know how you feel about that before we transition.
2: Um, I would agree. I think in terms of the defensive utility, um, just a guy that can help Miami switch, gotta take things away from Milwaukee would be invaluable in terms of the individual matchups. Like, I think he is from a body type perspective anyway. Like he's tailor made to defend Chris Middleton in those second units. So maybe you find some minutes for him there and you just see if the three ball's going for him. And if it is, you keep playing them, And if it isn't, you sit him down as quickly as Jimmy Butler's ready to get back in the game. But yeah, I got to agree with you. Like if I don't think he's playing like 25, 30 minutes.
1: That's, it's not as serious. Um, a couple pressing questions defensively and then we're going to get out of here. Okay. What I think I disagree with something that you said. I think it was on the Duggar spot. When you like, I don't think Miami's going to trap a ton. I actually really disagree with that. I think Miami's going to trolley trap as much as they can because if Giannis is screening for Drew, I don't really they don't have better options other than to hope that they can get a turnover off of that trap because if they they just they're not a great they don't drop enough that I trust <clears throat> them to drop against Giannis even if it's bam and if they come up to the level and try to defend both cuz I mean Drew's not a negative pull-up shooter right? Like he, he, he could very, very realistically kill you. And I know he's a better passer and I I know that he has, you know, length to pass over traps, but if it's, if it's a guy like Ariza and bam on the trap and then you're really playing the passing lanes, I think that gives you the best chance, not only to get your offense going, but to kind of get them out of sorts. I, I think that's going to be plan a, a lot of times, anything that's like guard guard, I think they trap. And I think any, any time, there've been, there were some possessions where like two, like a guard ended up on Giannis and then they did a guard screen. I think anytime there's guards on Giannis, that's a trap. That's a that's, that's an easy decision. But I do think on, on holiday Giannis kind of pick and roll when Giannis is the screener. I kind of think that's their go-to. Uh, I know that you probably disagree with that, but I, it was kind of a little bone. I had to pick with you.
2: Oh no, I, I definitely get the case for trapping. I think it's going to be dependent on what the matchups are. Um, I don't know who's defending. If they play Drew straight up, then, yeah, it probably makes more sense to trap because you don't want a point guard switching on to Giannis. Like, I do think he's improved as a post-up guy to the point where you definitely don't want to do that and send help. And if you do send help, Giannis is also improved as a passer, and he is well-equipped to kind of beat you that way. But if Miami is doing the cross-matching that we've seen them do, like when Trevor Ariza defend Kyrie from tip, we've seen them defend Damian Lillard from tip. If they're they're in a position to where they have Trevor Ariza on Drew or if they have Jimmy Butler on Drew or something like that, then I think you you just switch it and you see what happens. Because at that point, if it's Giannis, I mean, let's say it's Trevor Ariza on Drew. I would imagine that means Bam is guarding Giannis. Yeah. And I think they're going to be fine just switching that and forcing Giannis to shoot over the top, which again, Giannis is a two-time MVP. He's one of the best players in the league. He can win that way, but that's a bet I'd be willing to make for That's Miami. a win for
1: Miami. And I also think that a Giannis post-up is a win for Miami. Cause if if they're gonna if he's gonna post up and they're gonna help and they're gonna force him to be a passer, and I know that they're a good offense, but I don't how many of their shooters are like super knocked down that you're like, that guy is cash. I think Miami leads the league in rotations in, uh not rotations in, in, in contested threes, which I thought was kind of funny because they lead threes part of that is they allow a lot of threes. So they contest a lot of things, yeah. but I do think they do a good job of getting out there. Uh, especially Jimmy when, when he's in that, that, that kind of corner spot where he can kind of come in a uh, dig on the drive and then stunt and come back out. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think those are wins. I think if Giannis is, is, is pulling up, I think that's a win for your defense. And I think that if he's posting up and you're sending help, that's a win for your defense.
2: That's why that's kind of factoring in my calculus. Just trying to, um, just whatever they're doing with those. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee's really freaking good. So, but yeah, I I just, I may, I may very well be wrong. Like, I just don't anticipate this being a high trap series for Miami. I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah. And, and, and and like, I was thinking, like, maybe they might want to switch to bait out the post ups. Like, they might switch, you know, if they guard screen for Giannis, right? And it's like hero or none. and, And Miami's very willing. I mean, they were switching hero onto Tatum they were switching none onto Tatum like it's not something that they haven't done before right and, and when a guy is not the best playmaker in the world you know you're just like hey listen our defense forces a ton of turnovers and Jimmy Butler is like he's like and I've, I've said this a bunch that season Kawhi had where you couldn't dribble around him because he was going to take the ball from you and Jimmy's having that but like you can't pass the ball near him because he's going to get yeah. a hand on he's been like incredible he's been amazing at the nail uh, as a helper, as an, I mean, just everywhere. I mean, the, the dude is like incredible. So if you're Miami, I think, listen, I think something he finds have to contend with is that you are out talented. And Drew Holiday said it the other day and everybody got mad at him. You're just straight up out talented, right? Drew Holiday would be the second, the third best player on your team, right? Like easily. And, and Middleton as well. And Yon, like they're, they're just really good. And then I think you can kind of, you know, four through eight, you can make, you can have it, we can have a discussion, Right. Um, You know, mm-hmm. Duncan versus or Tyler against all those guys, whatever. But they have better talent at the top than you do. Right. And I know that Jimmy Butler was the best player in that series last season. And a he's going to have to do that again. But, you know, you're going to you have to you have tricks. I mean, the Heat are all about tricks. That's all they're, that's that's what they are. When you're out mm-hmm. talented, you need tricks and culture, but mostly tricks. <laughs> <laughs> um so i i don't i don't know if you have i we're running out of time but like i, I that to, to me like defensively you got that's what you got to do you got to force turnovers you got to make it wanky you got to make it mucky and i don't know what else really you can do against an offense that potent
2: yeah that's that's gonna be it like i, I echo everything you said. like milwaukee has the top end talent at least on paper they do like again Giannis is freaking incredible So when you have that kind of guy that can bend your game plan that way, you absolutely have to win on all of the margins and get some, you know, some overperformance elsewhere, for lack of a better way to phrase it.
1: On our way out. Oh, I thought you continue. No, no, no. That's it. That's it. Um, On our way out, I'm going to ask you and Brian this. Brian, I could start with you. The Heat win if X happens. What? What? What has to happen? Um. For the Heat to win, like mine is, if Duncan's gonna have an elite shooting series, I think they win. I think that unlocks everything else. That is, that is the first domino to fall. That's 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 the building block of what they do. And if I think if he is going to, that's why I started with Lopez. I think if he is going to have a series, that's a problem for Milwaukee. I think my I think that's how Miami wins. Brian, what would you say is a like the win condition, quote unquote?
3: I think what we noticed lately with this team is like they, they played their best when their bench actually gives them some offensive production. We can't really just rely on Jimmy to do everything like he did, you know, for most of the regular season when when you can get those relief baskets from players like Hero, from Dragish off the bench for whatever Dedman gives you. And, and, and I think Ariza kind of needs to be able to spot up on the floor, similar to what I mean, he doesn't have to be as good as Jake Crowder was in the series that he played against the Bucks, but at least if he can be serviceable out there, Miami just needs the spacing on the floor so that Bam and Jimmy can operate and, and Goran too, to a lesser extent.
2: Guys? I think my answer is... If they
3: can do that, I think their defense is going to be fine. I-
2: Oh, wait. What was that,
3: Brian? <laughs> no, I just, I just think my, my thing was I think that that's, that's the biggest thing, it's, and I really do think their defensive game plan is going to be fine. I don't think defensively they're going to lose this series. It's going to be on the offensive end.
1: I agree, Nick. that's what
2: you got? It, is it safe? safe. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you
1: said it's a safe bet, and I thought your audio cut out for a second, and then I was like, wait a second.
2: No, 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 too uh But I think. Miami wins if they thoroughly win the guard battle because I think Drew's going to be the best guard but if they get enough from none, from Drogic from Hero I guess Robinson if you want to consider him a guard but
1: I don't know what to consider him. I don't want I don't think he's a wing but I don't think he's a guard
2: he's a perimeter player but yeah if they, <laughs> Miami thoroughly wins that guard battle but I think that's that's kind of where it's at because you're looking in the front court Jimmy plus Bam against like Giannis or whatever, if that's how you want to look at it. Well, Middleton's a wing, a forward two. So those two, if you're anticipating them kind of canceling themselves out or if Milwaukee has a slight edge there, Miami has better guards off the bench by a pretty wide margin if they play up to where they're supposed to. So I think that's where the series can swing.
1: Come for your aspirin, Forbes. Come for you. I can't wait when he gets hunted by Jimmy. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, last thing, late in the game, because uh, you know now there's no George Hill. Who's who's the guard that Jimmy's gonna pick on? Is it is it is it White Dante? Is it what, who we uh,
2: who we hunting? Uh, if Forbes is on the bench, I mean, if Forbes is on the floor for whatever reason. it's him by a mile. Like Lake not,
1: like Lake, like crunch time. Like this is this is it. Like where are we going?
2: Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of Connaughton or Divincenzo. I think as good as Divincenzo is as a defender, no chance. He's much he's much better as a guy that chases guys over screens. Like he's better against ones and twos than he gets against like power wings. So that might be the hunting point there.
1: I mean, just Jimmy just bot. gets to his spot, bumps him, And that's it. That's all the space he needs. And at that point it's y- you're right. He's going to hit it or he's not hashtag could go either way, but I mean, he, that's what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where he wants to get Nikaias, You have any work that you want to plug? Uh, I know people got to go find the dunker spot, which is but it's a top 40 podcast in the United
2: States. We here, we here. Um, Just subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Apple, Google, Stitcher. Leave a review.
1: Leave a review for this man. That matters. Give a five star and then write something nice because the algorithm likes that and you want to help out this great man, wonderful person, elite basketball mind.
2: Please help me continue paying my bills. Uh, That'd be very nice of you. We ought to help each other in this cold, cold world. Yeah, 2KVC ain't cheap. (laughs) <laughs> correct so yeah check out the dunker spot if you aren't already fine, um, I'm, I'm going to have a, <laughs> it sure does it um, I'm going to have a piece up later tonight I mean we're recording on a Wednesday night so I guess by the time you listen to this on Thursday it should be up already But well, I have a piece roaming the baselines coming up just kind of bounce around the league it's going to be WNBA intensive this week there are going to be some NBA nuggets thrown in there as well but that's coming out going to have something playoff theme dropping on Friday just going to leave Ooh. it there
1: Love Ooh. to see it. So that check out everything that's going on at Basketball News and Nikias' stuff. Check us out here. Um, we I, Hopefully, I want to do some video content for this series, so be on the lookout for that at Mia Heatbeat on Twitter. You can follow Nikias at MBA. Brian at by Brian Goins, and myself at GNavis103. I, you know, for the rest of the week's schedule, I kind of want to let you guys know, I think there's a hangover time tomorrow, but it may be a pregame show because, boy, do those games stink. What is it, Washington and, and, and Charlotte? Yeah. Yeah, oof, boy. no. Who wants to watch that? That's a a stinker. And whatever, what the hell happened to Indiana, guys? Jesus Christ, that score. They tried to lose that game, and they won by 30.
2: (laughs) Yeah, everyone was was a a loser.
1: We all lost. Nobody won. (laughs) Indiana didn't want to win. Charlotte didn't want to lose. And we wanted to watch more LaMelo ball. Um, Justice still no minutes in this game against the Spurs. Is Justice going to play tonight?
2: I don't know. Is he man. out of the
1: rotation? I feel bad. That's really uh, we we were wrong on that one. I think I think.
2: <laughs> I still believe it's fine. I still but, do.
1: I still do too. But like, it's getting. It's getting like I my stock. I don't know whether to sell my stock or not. I mean, it's it feels like crypto right now. It feels like crypto. my justice better stock feels like cryptocurrency.
0: I don't know what to do with it.